Tis the season for warmth, laughter, and connection. This holiday season, join us at the Podcast Connection Network as we bring you the perfect gift. Get ready for a jolt of energy with Season 3 of Hot Mess Espresso as Heather dives into candid conversations, brewing up real-life stories, and serving up the perfect blend of chaos and insight. Embrace authenticity and growth with Connection Over Perfection, hosted by Amber. Explore the beauty of imperfection and meaningful connections with some new and some old friends. Unlock the secrets of the universe with the Everything is Connected podcast, hosted by Hunter. Dive deep into the thought-provoking ideas that'll leave you seeing the world in a whole new light. This holiday season, give yourself the gift of connection, insight, and endless inspiration. Tune into the Podcast Connection Network. Embark on a journey of discovery with our amazing hosts. Because in this season of giving, the greatest gift is the gift of connection. Start streaming now and unwrap the joy of a connected world. Hi, and welcome to the Connection Over Perfection podcast. I am Amber McRae, your therapeutic nutritionist and host. Join me on a holistic healing journey where we explore the power of nutrition and connection for your overall well-being, where we embrace connection over perfection. The content provided in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The intention of the host and guests is to spread love and awareness. Always seek the advice of your physician or trusted healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard in this podcast. Okay, amazing humans, welcome to another episode of Connection Over Perfection. Today, I am thrilled to introduce to you our special guest, Amy Lee. Our paths crossed on TikTok thanks to our wonderful friend and the one and only Hunter Allen. It's funny how life just brings such beautiful connections, right? Everything is connected, right, Hunter? (laughs) Amy Lee is an emotional wellness coach, a certified emotionally focused tapping practitioner, and a dedicated advocate for self-love. She's not just someone with credentials, though. She's a beacon of positivity and healing. Amy's journey began in 2016 when she was diagnosed with a rare condition, which brought a wave of fear, depression, and anxiety. But in 2020, she experienced a profound spiritual awakening, a turning point that would change her life forever. Guided by a spiritual life coach, Amy embraced a holistic approach to healing using techniques like Reiki, meditation, EFT, along with so many others. Her transformation was so profound that she became a certified EFT practitioner and life coach herself. Today, Amy Lee is on a mission to help others with disabilities and childhood trauma find their path to self-love and confidence. She also hosts a positive community where you can check that out. The information will be in the description where people come together to support each other's personal growth and embrace a positive mindset. But what I love, what truly sets Amy apart is her beautiful energy and authenticity. Her story of transformation, resilience, and empowerment is not just inspiring. It's a testament to the incredible strength of the human spirit. Amy welcome. Oh my goodness. That is the best welcome I have ever had in my entire existence. Um, I'm so excited to be here. Oh my goodness. You're making me blush. You have the spirit tingles already. I love that. It's one of my favorite things about the podcast is really just shedding light on the beautiful guests. And oftentimes they don't take time to just see 
themselves in that light. And so that's a treat for me that I absolutely love to do. Ah, well, thank you. Thank you very much. I love it. Yeah, It was beautifully said. So I'm super happy to be here. Awesome. Me too. So, and we're not going to tell you that we've already talked for like a half hour before we started this recording. (laughs) She's amazing. (laughs) We are going to have many conversations, I believe. And um, I'm excited to see what our journeys together have in store for us. So, Yes, me too. So to dive right in, Amy, what inspired you to embark on your healing journey? And how did you transform from a place of fear and anxiety to one of self-love and confidence? I grew up in a very abusive and neglectful environment. Um, my parents were, one was either abusive or the other was neglectful. I was always a shiny, happy little girl, but um, constantly um, being, you know, quieted down and stuff. So, you know, um, fast forward into my teens, I was, I turned into the angry teen um, because I was forced to live with my abuser till I was 17. My mom stayed with my dad. I was an angry teenager. And so one of the things that I was certain about growing up was that I was always going to be a mom and I was always going to be the best mom. And so I met my husband and got married at 17 years old. And we had my first of two daughters when I was 18. Um, On my 18th birthday, I had my first baby girl. And I always say that she was my angel baby because she saved me from myself. I was headed down a pretty um, dark path when I was between 15 and 17. And so when I got married, I put a lot of pressure on myself to be the best wife, to be the best mother I could be. And I had this perfectionist mindset that I didn't want the world to really see what was going on internally. So I was avoiding myself constantly. I was taught as a child to self-abandon. And here I was, in my teens and twenties as a mother doing the same thing. So I selflessly poured into them, just like I said that I would, and I have no regrets with that. I love my girls very much. But what happened was I had to learn to mask who I was. Um, I didn't feel safe to be me. I didn't even know who I was really and truly. And so fast forward to, I was 31 and I, my body started to fail me in different ways. It was challenging for me to walk, to get up from a seated position. I knew something was wrong and I was constantly being misdiagnosed all my life by neurologists and doctors. And something told me that I needed to advocate for myself. So I began to seek out doctors that would help me. I was diagnosed with a rare form of muscular dystrophy called limb girdle muscular dystrophy. When I got diagnosed with that, I, it instilled a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety, but I didn't want the world to see that. And I didn't want my family to see that. So I put on the brave, strong girl front and I made sure that everybody else was okay. And I was ignoring myself again. And I was, instead of sitting with that and seeing how that made me feel, to have this disease that I didn't know anything about. I didn't know what my life expectancy was. I didn't know what the future held. I worried about what everybody else thought and how they were taking it. And I had many family members that didn't take it in a compassionate way. 
and they may, I allowed them to make me feel bad about having muscular dystrophy. I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I internalized that. Fast forward to 2020, you know, most of us were sitting in the house in 2020 and I had a lot of time to think and I had a lot of time to start questioning life and um, all things that were going on, you know? And so I started going down these little rabbit holes. That was my kickstart to my awakening because I started to realize that I could think for myself. I could make decisions for myself. I could create my own beliefs, but I didn't know what that necessarily meant right in that moment. So the end of 2020, I really started to take a turn for the worst and I was miserable (laughs) and I hated myself, but I didn't know how to articulate that or communicate it. So in 2021, I always say that that was my dark year because I went into self-sabotage. I, everything came up from childhood, um, abuse, all the, everything just came. It, I could not avoid it any longer. And I felt everything all at once. So much so that I just completely shut down. I shut off and I checked out. It was really, really challenging for my loved ones to see me like that. Somebody that had it all together and she was an absolute mess. Um, I had some people say that I was reminding them of when I was 15. Remember, I said I was really angry when I was 15 and I was self-destructive is what I was. And so I just was a mess in 2021. And I ended up breaking my ankle towards the end of 2021. And I had to have surgery. And I believe that that was God saying, you weren't listening. So um, I'm going to make you sit with yourself and think about what you've done (laughs) in a loving way. And so I realized that I needed to find a way out. I felt so stuck. I kept using the word stuck. I couldn't get unstuck. And I didn't know how. I came across the path of a spiritual coach. She found me. She befriended me. Then I realized that she was onto something. And so I started to um, heal under her. She taught me how to heal. She did not heal me. She taught me how I could heal myself and how to process my emotions. And she taught me, you know, to face my fears because I know now that there's freedom over pushing through my fears. And so she, I, I worked very close with her and she was, I always say she was my fairy godmother, but she taught me how to heal. That's where I really started my healing journey. I went from a place of fear and self-loathing and self-hatred. Um, I was on medicine to try to bandage, you know, cover up and mask everything and nothing was working. I, you know, I would drink that wouldn't work. I, I couldn't escape myself any longer. So I had to face myself and that was terrifying. And oh my goodness, if I could have somebody just give them a little glimpse of what it feels like to overcome that fear, they would all do it. I promise. I, you know, I began my healing journey and I learned to transmute my fears into a place of love. You know, we can operate from fear or we can operate from love. And I aim every day to operate from love now. Because fears, it feels icky. Um, I don't want to be stuck anymore. So I found Freedom Within, which is how I came to name my company. Um, I became a coach on my own. And 
Um, I thought about that name for a really long time, and that was kind of a download. I kept seeing freedom everywhere I would drive. My angels were basically saying, this is it. Um, it's either my angels or my higher self, whatever. And so I was like, that's it. Freedom Within um, by Amy Lee. It's true because we were just talking about this today. Facing you know, your fears, it's fear is um, face everything and run or face everything and rise. And, um, so that's what I aim to do. I aim to help people face their fears. Um, cause there is definitely freedom beyond that. Amy, thank you so much. Wow. Thank you for, first of all, just being so vulnerable and sharing all of that with us. We really appreciate that. Your last statement, you know, facing all your fears and running kind of sounded like where your journey began. And just running and running, trying to escape and trying to escape from within, like you said, even just pouring into your kids to this transformation of facing your fears and rising. And you guys, like I said, her journey and her transformation, I told you guys, is just beautiful and amazing. I just want to kind of touch on a few things is you were saying that you came from this really abusive childhood both emotionally and physically and just where that brought you and never really being able to express. And you said that you had felt stuck in your adult years. And would you say that you really felt stuck as a child too, just stuck not being able to speak or express or anything like that? Absolutely. I was never validated. I was never chosen. I was never seen. You know, I coach many people on inner child healing and what I did. I, I healed my inner child. Um, I'm healing my inner child because sometimes things still rise up. You know, I'm, I'm probably forever going to be healing and that's okay. Um, that's yes, what we're here to do. I think. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. So, you know, I was never validated when my mom chose to stay with my father um, who sexually abused him, he was never really reprimanded for it. And I was always blamed for it. And so I lived in a home where my needs didn't matter. I didn't matter. I was a nuisance. So I learned really quick how to be likable, how to control my environment, how to feel the room out, how to be a chameleon. Yeah, in order to survive. Yeah. I was really, really mean to myself because what happens is, is regardless whether you have great parents or not so great parents, when you are made to feel a certain way, you feel inadequate, you don't stop loving your parents, you stop loving yourself. And so now I reparent myself and I reparent that little girl that needed love and that teen that was so angry. I show those versions of me because they're still within me. I show them love every day. And sometimes they rise and say, that's it. That's where you need to heal. That's where I hurt right there. It's just a different approach, but it's really, really special. And I've helped a lot of people be able to heal their inner children. And I will probably spend the rest of my life doing so. I think you will. And I'm super excited to even just watch that happen just in the small amount of time that I've gotten to know you and see you. So I am super excited to see where this universe brings you because it's big things. I feel it. We were just talking about this. But something I did love that you said is that even if our parents aren't 
emotionally or physically abusive. Mm -hmm. If we don't get the validation and the words that make us feel seen and matter, that is still traumatic. And we are still going to create this view of ourself, this view of ourself that we carry. We don't hate the other people. And I mean, that can happen as well. But really, we internalize it and we turn it to ourselves and we create this view of who we are because how else are we supposed to even try to comprehend that information if the people who are supposed to be the safest for us to help guide us and teach us that self-love and that self-confidence and that self-worth are are not validating that or even tearing it down. Of course, that makes so much sense. And I think that that's something that we forget is to have grace and understanding for ourselves because that came from somewhere. Yeah. And being able to understand and even have make meaning of where that negative self-talk came from. Right. And kind of unraveling, going back to that root, like you were saying, um, healing the child within is, is going back to that little kid and saying, yeah, I see you scared and sad there. Of course, that would make so much sense. But most often, I don't know if this is true for you and the people that you work with, is that we say, why do you feel that way? You shouldn't feel that way. You know, don't feel that way. You have to feel a certain other way. Right. A lot of it, you know, is like you said, survival. We had to do that in order to survive and keep going, right? And and we most often have to, this is why a lot of people who have gone through trauma are people pleasers, is because for one, it's a survival mechanism. Two, it's, it's the only way that we can really continue to keep going. There's that worth. Like you said, your daughter was your angel. She saved you. Mm -hmm. It gave you something, hope, and something to live for. And I think that so many people look at that as a negative thing instead of looking at it as a positive thing and being thankful because there's so many supposed to be's and so many people and so many healers and coaches saying, well, you have to have your, you know, your why has to start out with you. But when you're in this broken place, most often it never starts with us. It starts with something outside of ourselves and develops this beautiful internal within ourselves. How do you feel about that? Right. I I, I agree because, you know, we are operating on instilled beliefs that were either instilled or we created. We assume because our parents, you know, or whatever circumstance that we encounter, um, we assume that we're unworthy and that we're not valuable. Um, and you're right. People do get stuck in, and I say this in a loving way, but we, we put ourselves in this victim mindset. And I lived with that for a really, really, really long time. I'll never forget when my coach asked me, you know, where can I take accountability in that? And oh my goodness, when she said that I was offended. How dare her say that to me? (laughs) And because they did this to me, they did this to me. And I realized that it wasn't my fault that I was hurt, but it is my responsibility to heal that hurt so I can enhance my life. I can grow and evolve in 
not stay stuck in this woe is me victim mentality. I have a huge story. It began when I was born, but it really started, you know, when I was that little girl and then the teen that tried, I tried to leave this world when I was 16. I almost succeeded. And then not even a year later, I met my husband. Not even two years later, I gave birth to my angel baby. She was the reason I kept going. And then I had another one, you know, and people might've had their judgment, whatever, you know, judgment's not about me, but they might've had their thoughts on me being a young mom. Well, God knew that I was going to end up having a muscle disease. I can't imagine having babies right now. I wouldn't be able to bend over and pick them up the way that I want to. So I believe that everything happens for me now instead of to me. And that's the mindset that I like to teach others. Because if you stay in a victim mentality, you're going to stay stuck. You're going to look towards everybody else and say that, you know, it's everybody else's fault. But you are in control of you. You get to make the choice to take accountability and take control and take your power back. Yes. I love that. And I agree. And I think I would add on top of that is that that doesn't mean that we erase or that we we forget or that it's not valid. And I think that sometimes in this healing journey, people get scared Mm -hmm. when we hear this type of talk is like, you know, you have to own your own healing journey and that to take responsibility. Like you said, it's, you know, it wasn't your fault what happened to you, but it is your responsibility for your healing and to move forward. I think that there's this fear that comes up for them because their feelings and emotions have never been validated. And that's, that fear is very valid. And so I think that there's a step that, that we have to make sure is very clear that we're saying those feelings are valid. Absolutely. And there is a season for taking that time to validate that. And that's what Amy was saying about healing that inner child is that season of taking that time yourself also with, you know, with a counselor or a guide, somebody to really help you understand how to validate what that means. We're not a society that even understands what validation is. Basically, it's just, it's hearing somebody without judgment. Right. And just repeating back to them what they're saying so that they understand that you understand what they're saying. Exactly. You know, and that doesn't happen overnight. I didn't come to that knowledge overnight. It took a lot of work. I, I was telling you prior to recording, you know, I took my healing journey on like a full time job in 2022. I was seeing my coach twice a week. I was going through heavy healing. I was doing the work. I was determined to get myself unstuck. There was a lot of tears. There was a lot of releasing. There was a lot of fear that I overcame. Like I said, you know, by facing those fears and it, it trickled on throughout the year. There was, and even this year, I'm still facing fears, but being validated, that word always stands out to me because all my life I wanted to be validated. All my life, all the adults that were in my family never validated what happened to me. Um, somehow I, it was either ignored or I was blamed for whatever reasons. And it just came to light this year 
my grandma actually reached out to me. Um, we were talking about forgiveness and I have forgiven my parents and I have forgiven for myself. I don't have them in my life, but that doesn't mean that I haven't forgiven them. And so she sent me a message of a lot of shame and a lot of guilt. And here I was, I fell back into that little girl that was broken. And I remember crying on the porch and my husband said to me, you've been here before and you know how to validate yourself. And he is not a man of many words. So when he said that to me, he was there to comfort me. And I sat there with my inner child and I validated myself for the first time. And that was a huge breaking point this year for me. I realized I no longer needed the validation from the people in my family. I was good with me. I was going to take care of me. That's huge. That is so huge. And I love that. And I love for you, the support of your husband, um, having a safe person, having a safe partner like that is beyond words. And, and I think that that's, you know, what we're here to try to help others do is offer that safe place and those, those words to help others. And with validation, I really just see it as feeling seen, heard and valued, loved right where you are. And so much people want to try to fix where this fix it mentality and we, we don't need to be fixed. There's nothing wrong with us. It's about what happened to us and we just want to be heard. We just want to be loved. Yeah. Really and truly, when, Un- you know, without the judgment, yeah, there's an just, unconditional love. Yes. We just want to be loved. And that's why self-love is so important to me. And I will advocate for it forever. I didn't even know what self-love was when I first began my healing journey. I, you know, I didn't. And so with self-love, you, you're always going to have love. You're born loved, but we, we lose sight of that throughout the years because we deem ourselves unlovable in moments. And then we're really hard on ourselves. So one of the things about love that I really like to talk about is that we use the word love, but for me, love really means to be seen, heard, and valued. And because I think in society, we use this word love, but we don't even know what that means. And a lot of people who say that they love us, love us out of fear Mm -hmm. and not from this this place of acceptance and not judgmental because I have a lot of family who love me, but they don't see me. They don't understand. You know, that's another thing is yeah. you want to be understood um, by the people that love you. They don't have to agree. That's the cool thing about validation that I right. think people miss is you don't have to agree with the way that that person feels and you are not endorsing. You're not condoning. You're not doing anything like that. You're just literally saying, I hear you. I mean, we talk about this a lot with um, people who don't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. It is so common and people get so scared that they want to try to fix it instead of just saying, hey, I see you. It makes so much sense that this would be so heavy that you just wouldn't want to be here anymore. Right. That's what people need in those moments. But people get so scared. They love from a fear mentality. No, I need to save you. You need to snap out of it. You need to be okay. Go for a walk. And that's not what we need in those moments. 
Right. You know, if I was to reflect back to when I was 16 and I wanted to take my life, I was done. I felt so alone. I had received a message or an email from my father saying the worst things you could possibly ever hear from your parent. And I, at that time, I didn't have a lot of friends for whatever reason. And so I felt this too much pain. I didn't know how to process it. So I took two full bottles of pills. And I remember being in the hospital and I felt so alone. Um, I remember my stomach being pumped and all those things happening. And I remember people being angry with me that I chose that route. That invalidation. Consistent invalidating. Yeah. And I didn't even know what validation was. Right. And we wonder why we question everything and we don't have confidence. And this is one of the things that I think that we both passionate about is helping people learn how to become connected to themselves. That's what I see like self-love, right? It's right. being connected to themselves, trusting themselves after years, a lifetime of being programmed to not trust yourself, to not trust your instincts, to not trust your emotions, And I think kind of fast forward, you were saying in the year 2020, if I'm correct, or 2021, where you questioned everything and you had this awakening and it just became so heavy. Yeah. And I think that so many people are afraid of of that season as well because it opens those floodgates. Right. Right. What would you say to somebody in that? You know, I used to not allow myself to cry. I thought that it was weak to cry. I wouldn't give anybody the satisfaction to make me cry. And what I realized is I was hurting myself. I cry all the time now. I feel like crying is one of the biggest forms of release. I would be uncomfortable when other people would cry around me. Opening those floodgates was terrifying, but I cannot even imagine going back to that version of me ever again because I've learned so much You know, for instance, when you're not taught self-love, we're not taught how to process our emotions. We're not taught, you know, to validate ourselves, to advocate for ourselves. You know, we're taught to listen and conform and people please and self-abandon and all these things. We're taught by our parents. We're taught by our teachers. We're taught by, you know, organized religion, you know, everywhere. When we're not even taught to create our own beliefs, ask yourselves questions, connect with yourself. How can you connect with yourself when you're constantly being taught to self-abandon? You know, that's why we suffer from so much depression, because what is depression? In my opinion, it's disconnect from yourself. You're completely disconnected. And if you don't know who you are and you're not in tune with or self-aware with what's going on, you're lost. Yeah. And I I think that we have such a huge society of just lost people and they're hungry. And would you say that in that season, when those floodgates, you know, people are so afraid of opening those floodgates and feeling, allowing themselves to cry, allowing themselves to feel the pain. I've noticed, I don't know if you have as well, is that We feel like if we open that, if we cry, then we're never going to get off the bathroom floor and we're just going to stay there forever. 
and stay stuck. And I feel like so many people are just terrified that they're going to get stuck in that pain, get stuck in that sadness and get stuck in that dark space. And so they don't allow that release. And for me, what I found is crying, um, finding ways to release it, screaming. I love scream therapy, nature. There's so many different modalities, but when we begin to release it, we don't stay there as long. I remember when I bottled it up, I would have really high highs and super low lows that would last a long time. But now when I start to release it, they're not as high and not as low. It's more leveled out because you are releasing and you're not diving so deep into it and staying there. Have you found the same for you? I have. It's easier to process. It's it's almost faster to process. I can pa- I can yeah, I can process um some feelings and emotions because guess what? Things still come up and I don't always understand what's coming up. I could be really I believe in emotional duality. You could be happy yes. and going through it at the same time. 100%. And I learned that and I, I really embraced that a lot last year. I was happy and going through it at the same time and that's okay. You know, one of the things I realized is guess what? If you don't heal it, it's going to keep cycling back. You are going to keep engaging in circumstances where your rooted hurt began. It might look differently, might be different people, different situations, but it's going to constantly circle back to you until you heal it. And people are scared to feel. They don't want to feel too much. I understand that because it it was too much, so I turned off. But by doing that, you're keeping yourself stuck. Um, one of the good things about crying on the bathroom floor is when you're on the floor, there's nowhere else to go except for up. Mm, So once you're done crying, you give yourself compassion, give yourself some love. And if you can't do that for yourself, think about the little version of you, you know, that little child that deserves love, that deserves to be seen and validated, enjoyed, give that to them. If you can't give it to yourself, that's okay. You will. So, you know, crying is so, it's such a, it has such a bad rap, you know, um, it's been an instilled belief to many that it's a sign of weakness. Like I said before, I, I felt that way. And now when I cry, I, man, it's okay. I give myself permission to be vulnerable. I give myself permission to cry and to be authentic and to be raw and human I don't worry about what other people think anymore. I love that. And from a a physical level, a chemical level, when you stay in that, your body is in fight or flight and these cortisols are being released in your body, creating this acidity that does keep you stuck in this cycle. And so when you cry, it releases endorphins that help you get back to your parasympathetic, which is your rest and digest. So even on just a chemical level, there is value in that. Absolutely. I mean, I lived in fight or flight for goodness gracious. Sometimes I still shift back into it. Right. Because of that, it really affected the relationships that I have held within my life. Um, You know, business relationships, romantic relationships, you know, personal, you know, friendships. But then when I started to heal and understand why I was responding the way that I was responding. I wasn't on that fence so much of ready to bolt. 
So with being in a state of fight or flight, I never felt secure within myself or in my, or my environment. I never felt safe. Is there something that you can share specifically, like an experience or a technique from your healing journey that has had a profound impact on your transformation, like a modality or something specifically? Yes. I have a couple. I have kind of my go-to tool bag. Um, EFT is very, very special. It's very near and dear to my heart because that's how I was able to heal from sexual trauma. And I just want to say that the EFT, so we both practice EFT. Yours is emotionally focused tapping and mine is of emotionally focused therapy. Everybody has their own art form. When you become an EFT practitioner, you kind of create your own way of doing it and administrating it. And while we can administer EFT on ourselves, it is more helpful when I have a guide with me. That way they can pull me to my highest emotion. And then they can pull me, you know, get me to a safe spot. I actually do fast EFT and I focus on four out of the nine meridian pathways. So um, I, I really enjoy that. So EFT, but one of my favorite things to do other than going outside and getting grounded, I do shower meditations. Um, I do a lot of releasing in the shower. It is my safe space and I'm able to, I do it daily. Um, that is that is an act of self-care that I do. Be mindful in the shower. Shower with purpose. And so I take meditative meditation showers every day. Um, I do mirror work. I speak kindness to myself. Um, I believe that there is power in our word. I seek gratitude and um, I call them gratitude glimmers. I seek them every day. That's the way to raise my vibe. And if I'm feeling kind of doomy and gloomy, I respond with gratitude. Um, I don't avoid my feelings anymore. I, I can't. Um, it doesn't feel good because guess what? I know it's going to come back if I don't. Um, so I don't avoid myself anymore. I love that. And I love that you mentioned a lot of people call it habit stacking. So like the the shower and the meditation. And I think that that's so beneficial, especially for people who really have trouble trying to find ways to implement these tools in their life in a very simple and easy way. Because like you said, when you start this journey, it can become very overwhelming. And so finding those simple ways to just include that, I love that. And so yeah. As someone who helps others build self-love and confidence, what advice would you have for our listeners seeking to overcome their own emotional challenges and build a meaningful connections? You know, I think that the term self-love can be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. um, the term love can be scary to people. So instead of using that huge term, if it's too much for you, just get curious. Start asking yourself questions. That. Get to know yourself. Most of us aren't even friends with ourselves. So just get compassionately curious and be patient with yourself. And know that when you are on your journey, should you decide to take that challenge, and I love challenges. Um, I do them every month in my communities, but in my community. But should you embrace that challenge, know that you are going to take two steps forward and three steps back but they are still steps and they are still progress. So don't beat yourself up if you're going backwards, because we all do. My goodness, I think I did some crazy eights and um, some wraparounds <laughs> yeah. and all kinds of stuff, but I kept going. 
yeah, this, this journey is not pretty. And I think that that's one thing that I absolutely love about, um, just really authentic people like you and on this platform, like TikTok and just speaking out and sharing their story is they're not just sharing all the pretty parts because they're sprinkled in there, but this healing journey is definitely not for the weak. This journey is not for the faint of heart because it is so tough and it does require so much. This is why people who have gone through this create such resilience. And um, I just absolutely love that. Thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing the not so pretty parts as well, because honestly, that's what we can relate to because our lives are not so right. pretty and we're going through all of the crap and the shit and we're in the depths of it. And so thank you for also touching on those parts. Yeah. You have to choose your heart. Life's hard. Mm -hmm. So you can either choose to be miserable or you can choose to, you know, work on yourself and, and, and better your environment and your, your well-being. So choose your heart. You want to stay stuck or do you want to move forward? Yeah. <laughs> it's funner to move forward. Right. It's it's actually, it's a, it's a ride, man. That is for sure. My husband calls it a roller coaster. Sometimes he's like, okay, I'm ready to get off the roller coaster now. <laughs> Feeling a little nauseous. Yes. <laughs> like you were saying, especially right. with me as well, it's been definitely a ride and so many different changing and ups and downs. And I think that too, I love how you said that you have changed and that's okay. But also that your mm. husband hasn't really changed and that's okay too. And that was actually challenging for us. Um, and he didn't like my changes in the beginning. I think it's because it scared. Oh him. yeah. It scared a lot of people. Yeah. It was unknown. It was unfamiliar and I'm different. I, I am. And a lot of people, they don't enjoy the positivity. They don't enjoy that. And that's okay. I'm it really doesn't, I got to a point on my journey that I was willing to let everybody in my whole life, except for my children. I, I was willing to let everybody go because I was so confident in who I was and who I am and who I'm becoming that nobody is going to detour me because I know that I'm coming from love. I, I'm, I, that's one of the things when I make my decisions, I can either respond in fear or love. And I know that I can be confident if I'm responding in love. And I just, I was ready to lose my husband. I was ready to lose anybody that I needed to because I was so confident in what I was doing and who I was becoming. So yeah. um, we had to, again, we had to reevaluate and, you know, continue to choose each other. And I love that, that choosing each other. But I, I also really love that you said, you know, questioning. A lot of people are like, well, where do I start? How do I start that questioning, getting to know yourself? What do I like? What do I yeah. don't like? Does this feel good? Does this not feel good? You know, just starting there and really beginning to question and understand. I think that that's like that first, that first baby step is really just to begin to question. Right. I actually took a, a challenge that had a lot of questions and stuff like that back in the end of 2021. And I realized I didn't really like myself. I didn't even know who I was. I was in, you know, I ended up not finishing that challenge, but now I offer a self-love challenge, which I've done many times. I've coached many times this past year, and I'm actually going to be coaching it um, in February. I have people waiting to take this challenge. They know, mm. they remember it. 
it is enlightening. When you begin to learn about yourself, you get really curious and you want more. But at first it's intimidating um, It's and it's uncomfortable. Healing is uncomfortable, but so is staying stuck. Mm-hmm. So where can people find out about that challenge? So my challenges are once a month. We're going to be doing a seven aspects of wellness come January, uh, beginning January 7th. And then um, February is going to be the self-love challenge. Um, You can find them in my stand store right now, which is the link in my bio on my Instagram and my TikTok. My second website is under construction. So I will get that done. But yes, that description will be all of that will be in the description of this episode as well. Yes. Yeah. So one other thing I just wanted to touch on really fast as you were saying, you know, that choosing love versus fear. I just wanted to see your thoughts on this. Hunter and I have talked a lot about this. Check out my last episode was all about fear. If you haven't listened to my last episode, go check that out. It's all about fear. So my kind of philosophy is that, you know, we need fear not to dictate where we're going, but as as a guide of maybe where we don't want to lead, like it has to come with us. We can't abandon fear completely because we do need it. It is necessary. It does keep us safe to an extent, but if we lead, if we walk out of fear, then that leads us down a road that where we stay stuck in that fear. But if we can acknowledge it and say, Hey, I see you validated. Like, I see that you're, you're scared that we're going to be left alone again. I get that. And that makes so much sense, but we're going to choose to trust in this situation. So it's like, I, I think that we need it. And like Hunter was saying, we could use it as a superpower, right? Because oftentimes we just want to make that fear go away. We don't want to have fear and fear seems weak, like you were saying, but we do need fear and we just need to acknowledge it. But we, that's that leading out of love versus fear. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and you can tell yourself, I see you. I feel that, you know, you find out where that fear is coming from and you validate it. Um, but you say, you know what? I got this. Yes. I'm good. Yeah. We're, we're going to go over here. We're not being chased by a saber-toothed tiger. We're good. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I love that. I love that. So what is the key message or what would you want the takeaway to be to our listeners today um, after hearing your story and experience? And I feel like if something comes up, let me know. But this just came to me is there's so many people out there who are where you were, what could you say to them today? What would you say to you then? What would she need to hear? What could you say to somebody? What could you say to our listeners who are experiencing and they're stuck right now? I would tell them that there is a better way out. There's light outside of it. I would tell them to take the chance on yourself. Choose yourself. It's okay to choose yourself. You can heal. You can make the choice to heal. I don't know. I just, I, I think I would tell myself, release yourself from 
the burdens of worrying about what everybody else thinks and focus on you because what's good for you will be good for everybody else that's meant to be on your path. And and what what would you say to just that teenage girl where she doesn't feel seen and she doesn't feel heard and she doesn't feel valued? What would you say to her? I see you and you're needed and you're valuable. And if you push through, you'll see why down the road. I think that that is really important for all of us to realize, you know, when we're ready to, if we come to a point where we're ready to leave this world, if you could just push through and see what's on the other side, you'll be glad you did. Mm I love that. And we just want to say, you guys, that we see you, we hear you, you're broken and you're alone and you're stuck and you're lost. And we see you and we hear you and it makes sense and what you're feeling is valid. And we want you to know that you're not alone. We have been where you are. And we understand. And especially in this season that we're in, it can feel extra lonely. And we just want you to know that you matter. Your feelings matter. And what you're going through matters. And it's okay to not be okay. And we honor that. And we also want to say that we're here to also celebrate with you. That you are here, that you are here and you are pushing through and we see you and we're so proud of you because you are here today and we are so thankful that you're here today. Amy, this has been such a blessing and hearing your story, I mean, we could have you on a million times to dissect (laughs) and talk about so many different things. Right. Right. Exactly. The, the Amy Chronicle. Right. Yes, it exactly. Has been, it has been fantastic. I love it so much. I'm so grateful. This was one of my big goals this year was to be a guest on a podcast, but I was really particular about who I shared my energy with and I made the right choice. Absolutely. Now you're going to make me cry. I feel very, very honored. Thank you so much. And Amy, again, we just really value you. You guys, if you want to work with Amy further and check out all of her amazing challenges and her community, please go check out the information in the description. And also, if you know somebody who might be going through a tough time or feeling stuck or lost, please share this episode with them. Have them reach out to us. Our information is all there and we just want to walk alongside you in this journey and let you know that you're not alone because we are here with you.